Hey, Sam here, and I know your day's crazy, but I've got a quick idea to take your stress from overwhelmed to under control. So let's tackle systems from the classroom to your living room, one simple step at a time. This is the Simple Systems with Sam podcast. This episode is brought to you by the decision fatigue that we reach at the end of the school year, where it's like everybody all of a sudden really wants to know the answer to all of their questions, including is there extra credit? And we run out of just emotional stamina to be able to take in, process, and respond to everything that's happening to us. And you get decision fatigue. When you have to make decisions over and over and over again, your brain is using actual energy and power to process all of that and try to make it something that's not only coherent, but actually reflects what you want to say back. Well, when we get decision fatigue, we're exhausted. You're probably going home, laying on the couch to watch a show, falling asleep at six o'clock. We've all been there at one point or another. And I feel like there's a lot of that recently in my life where I've not only reached decision fatigue, but I get to a point where I just cannot make another choice in any aspect of my life. And when that comes around like Mother's Day and my loving husband is just trying to ask me if there's anything that I want or if there's any specific dinner that I want to order in. And I literally cannot process what is happening. I decided that there has to be a fix. So we're going to talk about one big idea and how you can implement it in 15 different ways today that are going to help reduce your decision fatigue for the long run. And these are setting plans up in place ahead of time that you can use over and over again. I like to call them templates. Some people call them a blueprint plan. I considered some of these fill-in-the-blank plans. If you follow Kendra Adachi at The Lazy Genius, some of these fall under her Decide Ones principle. I'll link my episode about it in the show notes if you'd like to look at that. Sometimes you might just consider it a backup plan, whatever you want to call it. The way that we can reduce decision fatigue is by making some decisions already ahead of time or limiting the range of choices that we have. And so I have decided that there's these 15 areas that I'm going to talk about as quickly as I can, but still give you enough details so that you can decide what you would like to plan ahead on. Or if you do come to this point, then you can go ahead and rely on a template that is going to help you narrow down your decisions and options. So we're going to go through like the old days, categories of teaching, home, and personal. And I'm going to give you five in each category, different ways that you can start creating a template, outline, blueprint, whatever you want to call it, so that your decision fatigue for the next school year or starting right now is a lot less. All right, so first up, teaching. One of the big things that I like to tell first-year teachers, and it's still something that I'm continuously adding to, is to consider doing a unit outline or break down and have five to six different types of lessons outlined. What I mean by that is if you're going to have a unit plan, maybe there are certain things you know you want to include in every single unit. For me, I know like I include two days of review before a test, so check those two days are figured out. I want to include a quiz every single week, check those days are completely figured out, and then I want to include at least one lab and possibly two additional hands-on activities. So check, I put those in a little form, I know exactly what I'm trying to fill in those spaces, and then I can put in the rest of the things that have to happen, a lot of note days or maybe some other activities that pop up. 
but I'm always trying to fill those certain lessons in that unit. And so I start there and it all starts to come together. I don't just stare at a blank unit and try to decide where I should even begin. But I can also do this with lesson plans. So I suggest having five different types of lesson plans that you are regularly going to go through outlined so that you can just plug in your current information for what you need. So for most of us, we're going to have traditional note-taking days and we can get those to follow patterns so we can create an outline for it. You also might have some group work days. You might have some researching days. Maybe you have activity days and maybe you like to have outside days. Whatever five you want to come up with, I would go ahead and outline those types of lessons and the general flow that you're going to have so that when it comes down to it, you can just plug and go. Another one is to have template email responses ready to go. I have a Google Doc with ready-to-go email templates that I can plug in and send back to parents as they send me questions, or even students. I'm actually going to set my vacation responder this next year so that it automatically replies with some frequently asked question answers so that it hopefully covers everything that they need. Another great way to come up with these emails is to use an artificial intelligence like a chat GPT to create a template for you and then create underlines where you can plug in your own information about each individual student. Subplans are another one. You know I love a good template subplan. They also fit into my lesson plans really, really well. I can use them for any topic in any single class, no matter what I am teaching, which is great when you've had 15 different classes in five years and I am able to print and go. So I don't have to worry about coming up with a unique subplan every time I need off, especially if I'm getting sick or my kids are getting sick. The next one is a school block schedule. I've talked about block schedules a lot, but using a block schedule in school on a mini level is the most focused I've ever been in my entire career. In fact, I was thinking about the other day, and I wondered if part of my stress level this year is because I haven't really been able to settle into that school day block schedule. All I'm talking about is taking any short amount of time that you have during the school day and deciding what actions you're going to take in each of those times. So for example, when this was running really smoothly for me, I had a morning session and in that morning session, I had about 15 minutes before students came into my room. I could only accomplish three tasks, but it was checking my email, getting my slides ready for the morning and getting my copies organized and ready to go. That's all I did. But you know what? I had those three things assigned. And then each day of the week, I had a different section or a different course assigned to grading for my plan period. And it all worked so beautifully. Having that outline didn't let me have room to kind of sit and wonder what should I do? Where should I begin? Is this even worth doing anything right now? Or can I just sit and veg for a minute? Nope, that time was assigned something. And so I just had to get down to it. And to go with template assignments, I love having template rubrics, just general things or outlines that I know I'm looking for in specific situations on any assignment that I might give out. Feels like it's a little bit more daunting, but it is one of the best templates I've ever come up with. And I don't always have these written down. In fact, when it comes to things like physics, I just know that every problem is going to be worth probably two points. The first half of the point is going to come from writing the original equation, the second half from the units, and the second full point is going to come from having the correct numeric answer. If there's a multi-step equation in there, then I just add another two points to it. When it comes to multiple choice, on a test, I always give two points for every multiple choice question. On quizzes, they're worth one. That's just something that I know that I'm going to do when I set those things up. And then when it comes to short answer, I do those either as three or five points. I always give one point for effort 
and feeling like they're really trying to answer the question, and then two points for each concept that is correctly identified and explained. So if they need to identify and explain two concepts, they get four points for that, one point for effort, that question's out of five points. I don't always have these written down, I just have decided that that is always going to be the template that I follow when it comes to grading. And it reduces a lot of decision fatigue when I'm not thinking through every single question and how valuable I really think that answer should be. Let's move into five different ways that you can use templates in your home. Meal plan outlines are one of my favorite templates to use. Every month I like to set up a new meal plan outline where I assign a category to each day of the week. So for example, Monday could be a meatless Monday, taco Tuesday, casserole or slow cooker Wednesday, depending on the season. Thursday is going to be leftovers. Friday is pizza and movie night. Saturday is going to be a grill out night in the summer. And Sunday is something new, something that we haven't tried before. My kids might not eat it, but then I'll pack it for lunch for myself for the next week. Having those categories makes meal planning easier. Then the second one is a block schedule. And I will continue to say how important I think a block schedule is because it creates that outline again. So you always have an idea of what you're supposed to be doing, but not just you. So does everybody else in your family. They might have an idea that this is our family time. So you better not schedule anything during this hour and a half. This is when we're going to sit together as a family and eat dinner. Then you might have activity time where you, your kids know already that that is when they can get all the craft supplies out and they're just going to wait for it. Giving yourself a schedule is going to reduce all of the, what are we doing now? I'm bored. When can I go over to my friend's house? It's going to give you those answers. Speaking of kids, and also if you don't have kids, creating a template chore chart. What types of chores should be done on what day and by whom? If you're working on keeping a clean house yourself, then you might need to create a template chore list based off of each day of the week. Maybe on Mondays, you do floors. On Tuesdays, maybe you do laundry. Wednesdays, you go ahead and you do a deep clean of bathrooms. Or you can go space by space. Monday might be the master bedroom. I like alliteration because I think it's easier to remember. Tuesday, you might just tidy up the toolbox. No, I ran out of alliteration on Tuesday. But creating that chore outline is going to, again, reduce decisions and help guide you in what you should be working on to achieve your goal. Another one that I really love for the home is on-the-go bags or your travel lists. Making sure that you just have a list of generic things that you're going to have to take when you travel so that when you're going to pack, you can just check them off and you don't have to worry about what you're forgetting because there will probably be something. But if you have a list that you're going off of, all it has to say is five shirts. You can pack five shirts for whatever climate and season you're going to be traveling to or whatever you feel comfortable in for the occasion. I also love these on-the-go bags because the more that my kids get into activities, the more I'm noticing that I really need to come prepared before I realize that I need to come prepared. So for soccer season, we had just a soccer bag that was full of everything, and that's going to stay our soccer bag. I'm going to put that bag in hiding until the next soccer season, and right now our pool bag is coming out. You know what comes goes in our pool bag? All the pool stuff. So I have a quick list that I have stuck to the pool bag so I can check and make sure that everything is there when we need it. On that list, also as a little bonus, we have standard pool snacks that we're always going to take with us. I'm just going to keep a box of those pool snacks in the pool bag. When that box runs out, I'll go put another one in. Easy and done. 
The last one for home is a template for gatherings. And there's a couple different ways that you can do this. It can be a specific day or time that you like to have people over, or it can be specific activities or types of food that you always want to have when people come over. That way, you know, okay, if people are coming over to watch the big game, then I'm going to make buffalo chicken dip and I'm going to get the grill going for brats. That's all you're going to have to do because that is the expectation you're putting forth. And then you can ask everybody else to potluck things. But if you don't always have a game plan laid out ahead of time, if somebody's coming over for just a quick play date with your kids, you might start panicking and you might worry about getting the wrong things done and putting your energy in too many places. Maybe you don't need to have fresh squeezed orange juice, but if you're like me, I panic and I start going over the top hostess for those things. Instead, narrowing it down and keeping myself to a quick, short list of what needs to truly be done for those types of things is going to help my anxiety out. And then in the personal category, going along with that, celebrations. This is something that came to me during Mother's Day. So when Mother's Day rolled around and I didn't want to make any decisions, I started thinking to myself, why don't I do this ahead of time. Father's Day is going to be coming up and I just don't know what I want to do for my husband. I don't know what he wants. So you know what I'm going to be doing? I'm creating a form. (laughs) I'm creating a template form that we can use for any of these types of holidays. We're going to use them for birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, and anything else, honestly, we can think of where somebody needs to be celebrated. You're going to have things like breakfast option, lunch option, and dinner option. Mixed in there, you're going to have a choice of two top activities for the day and three when you would like to do gifts. That's really all that we need to do. That is outlining an entire day ready to go. Then I can hand it off to somebody else to make the plans. Some of those activities might just be alone time, and that still requires planning on your spouse's part to take everything off of your plate for that time. Underneath that, I also think I'm going to start putting a top three suggestions for gift ideas under a certain dollar amount. So let the other person pick a dollar amount for that occasion and then write three gift ideas that you want that would fit under that. And if they don't follow those, that's fine, but it never hurts to just put those ideas out there. And I feel like it feels less direct putting it on paper, but still getting your point across. Another personal one that I'm going to adopt this summer is a uniform. And it sounds a little bit old school, like private school uniform sort of. And I actually don't think there's anything wrong with that. Actually, most successful people have a uniform where they wear the same thing every single day. And it doesn't have to be the same thing, but maybe it can be the same set of things. For example, days that I'm working from home over the summer, I'm probably going to be in athletic clothes, wearing leggings, a sports bra, and some sort of comfy top. So I need to make sure that I have enough leggings, sports bras, and comfy tops to rotate through. And I don't have to worry about much, but I want them to be able to mix and match so I can create different combinations of things. I'm going to pick probably two outfits for like getting nice-er over the summer. And that's all I'm going to do. That's going to be my uniform. I actually attempted the same thing during the school year where I had uniforms for different days of the week. I themed different days. And I think that that went a little bit too far. But a standard uniform for me is going to be something like a tank top and a cardigan so that when my classroom is cold, I'm already covered. Going along with celebrations and gatherings, girls' nights and date nights. I don't know why we always make this so complicated, but it keeps us from actually going out and doing the activity or getting together. For example, girls' night, we just need to set a date. If you can't make that date, okay, sorry, you miss out on that one. But for 
But for me and my girlfriends from college, we're going out the second Tuesday of every month. And that's it. If someone can't make it, they can't make it. If two of us can't make it, then one person gets a really nice time to themselves. And we're rotating through who makes the decision on where we go to eat and to hang out. Now, girls' night is really easy. Date night can be a little bit different. So rotating responsibility is great, but giving someone a template of types of things you want to do is even better. Similar to what I'm going to do for celebrations with Mother's Day and birthdays, I could create a list of five restaurants that I think I would like to go to and maybe pull up an activity that is within a certain radius that we can go attend. And each month we'll sit down and we will map out from those things that I find our different date date nights for the month. Another personal one, gift giving. I am starting to give template gifts and I'm not even mad about it because you know what? It doesn't necessarily have to be the most extravagant thing to be personalized. And you can give the similar items to people and still make it personal. So for example, for kids' birthday parties, I bought a ton of different floor puzzles in different varieties in different age levels so that we can just pick one from our gift closet and go. Well, I can do the same thing for friends' birthdays. I can always take them a bottle of wine and a gift card, or I can take them a book that I think that they would really enjoy and a gift card. In the end, I was never a gift card person until recently, but I think that people would rather pick out their own gifts because I kind of feel the same way. (laughs) That's going to take a lot of stress off my plate and also maybe reduce my anxiety around accepting different invitations to things that otherwise would have made me overthink the gift buying process. That should not be what keeps me from going out with friends. And so I'm going to go ahead and create a template for that. And the last one, but I think is probably the most significant one is I'm going to set up a template that helps me address if I think something is within the boundaries that I want to set for myself. We have a hard time just as a human population and especially as women saying no to opportunities. So I'm going to create a list of reasons why something would be a yes. Why should something be a yes for me? And the reasons why I think something might be a no. And all I have to do is treat it like a pro con list. Circle whether or not I think the opportunity or the event fits within any of these categories. Cross out the ones that it doesn't. And whichever side has more circled means that it's probably not something that's meant for me, or it really is. And what's nice about this whole idea of having a template boundary list is that when I create this for events or for opportunities, I then have a list of reasons that I can always supply back if someone asks why I'm really not interested in it. This has been a longer episode, so I'm going to cut it off there, but I really wanted this episode to give you a great idea of where you might be able to instill a template where you can remove a decision from your thought process and let these standards or these templates take their place and reduce your anxiety and stress levels. Let's go ahead and make this next year simpler by spending the summer coming up with as many templates and blueprints as we can for our life. If you have any questions, I would love to help you out. Just send me a DM over at Engineered Education. Until next time. Thanks for hanging out today. I hope that this simple step will help build big results in your classroom, home, and life. Remember to subscribe, review, and tag me on social media at Engineered Education so we can build a simple system together.